Good morning, Wastelanders. This is Streaming Wasteland. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Streaming Wasteland. Streaming Wasteland. Streaming Wasteland. I'm Greg. Hi, Greg. And with me always... And Ringo. With me always is Ringo. Hi, Ringo. Yeah, we should probably talk about this movie. This movie is terrible. Say, say we both recommend this movie. I would say skip this movie. Yeah, don't watch this. Worst plot I've ever seen. This movie had some interesting twists and turns that I, I definitely enjoyed. You know what they say, once you're 18, monsters are your problem. The creature that we're dealing with is called the Dark Mother. Yeah. I just called her Dear Mommy. Do you want to go mm-hmm. ahead and jump back in? All right, we should probably dive into this. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to Streaming Wasteland. I'm Greg. With me always is Ringo. Say hi, Ringo. <laughs> hi, Ringo. You didn't scream the moment the episode started. <laughs> I know. You said it literally as the countdown hit zero. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing now because I made that shit really fucking awkward. I always pause for a few seconds. One, to give everybody time to get situated. Everybody mm-hmm. being you and well, me. <laughs> but also because it makes it easy to do some editing. You can yeah. get a good sense of like room tone, etc. So fair enough. For those of you who are professional audio editors out there, if you're listening to the show, you can tell me how I'm wrong. But this week, we watched 2023's Your Place or Mine on Netflix, rated PG-13, although I submit that this should be rated whatever the highest rating is and made it so the fewest amount of people could see it. But yeah. That'd that'd be like what? TVMA-17, I think? No, no, no. I'm talking like this should be rated like quintuple X so that nobody's allowed to watch it. This should be sealed away like this is a Pruder film. This should be in the (laughs) archives with like the Papal like documents that prove that Jesus was a woman or whatever the hell is underneath the Vatican because this movie's fucking awful. Got you. Got you. Okay. But yeah. So there's this annoying thing that happens around here and maybe not just around here. It's anytime I go to the store, I swear to God, I'm pushing my cart and somebody stops in front of me and they're always getting exactly what I need and they take forever this week I went to buy vanilla extract because we ran out. And so I like, it's a tiny little bottle and the, the largest person I've ever seen was stopped in front of this aisle and he had two bottles of vanilla in his hand and he was examining them. And I was like, bro, can you step to the side and do this? I'm not trying to infringe on your right to look at ingredients, but get the fuck out of the way. You're blocking like an entire shelf. <laughs> this person was gigantic, but I also didn't want to tell him to get out of the way because he just picked me up and throw me, and all of a sudden I'd be on like the frozen chicken. Well, I mean, just make sure that he directs you to your next item, though. <laughs> I'm like, if you're gonna throw me, throw me down three. <laughs> <laughs> I'd actually be kind of okay with that if that was if that was our system of traveling about the grocery store, like large men and trampolines. Then mm. I think I could, I think I could find grocery shopping a little bit more enjoyable. Yeah, no, that would be a lot more. Fun. Okay, so I would, there, I can see an issue that I would have, but I have a child, so see where I'm going. No, you're yeah, afraid your go- child would throw you. No, I'm afraid my child would go ahead and jump on a trampoline and either a break his arm or b slam into someone and break their arm, and then I got to deal with that shit. Oh yeah, but he's gonna do that anyway. Yeah, but at least if there's no trampolines, then I don't have to worry about that. But if there are trampolines, I'm more likely to go to the store. So. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care if he does it, but he's not doing it at a grocery outlet. <laughs> so long as I'm not witness, that's fine. I think that's not how the law works. <laughs> no, I no, because if, if I'm witness, then I have to act out. You know, you I don't have, have to. There's no requirement. Yeah, but I'm his stepdad. 
Yeah, but I mean, you could pretend. Yeah, fair point. Yeah, you see that thing like they do in TV shows where you turn your back and whistle and I'm walk over to aisle away. three to go. <laughs> yeah, I'll be on aisle three looking for vanilla extract. All right, I'll go join you on aisle three, so I'm not having to deal with that mess. Yeah. So wait, what movie was that? Oh yeah, it was Sex Guaranteed. We haven't released that episode yet, where they talk mm-hmm. about trampolining the whole time. Mm-hmm. Oh God. Yeah. Did you know that trampolining? Hit, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's like the Peace fastest cool. growing sport. I did. I saw oh, the movie. Man. I, I had a flashback there. It's a it's a future release, everybody, and it is a real humdinger of a nothing. <laughs> real quick, before we go any farther, the way you started off your story about going to the store, it sounded like you were about to go ahead and break into, like, do you hate going grocery shopping? <laughs> we got a sponsor this week. We don't have a sponsor, guys. Don't. <laughs> we're, not, we're not there yet. Yeah. If we had a sponsor, I'd be a lot, well, I don't know, I'd be a lot happier, but I'd certainly be reading ad copy right now. Something, something, the service, blah, blah, blah. Right, Ringo? Oh, of course. Blah, 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 blah. And then on top of that, users can use blah, blah, blah to get 25% off. So don't forget, use blah, blah, blah. You know how it goes. You've listened to podcasts before. Mm-hmm. Now, if we ever get a, a some, you know, some sort of ad, I really hope that we use blah, blah, blah as our... <laughs> <laughs> That's our code. <laughs> People are so confused. Was it one blah or two? Does it have the H? <laughs> How many A's are in blah? <laughs> Why didn't we make any money off this? Because no one could use our code. God damn it. Did you ever see a TV show called Greg the Bunny? Maybe. There's a character on there. He's a vampire. <laughs> His name is blah. And so <laughs> he's like, my name is blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> That made me laugh a lot as a teenager. Oh, you know, I have seen <coughs> ads for this, but I have not watched it. I mean, it's not a fantastic show. I don't think it stuck around more than two seasons, but gotcha. It's one of those shows. So I feel like the nineties and early two thousands had this really great trend of being able to use a catchy name for a show and then not put anything behind it. It's like gotcha. two guys, a girl on a pizza place or uh Dharma and Greg. It's one of those things where you remember it, but you never watch it and you never, like, it doesn't stick around. It's just mm-hmm. catchy. Like, they had a certain type of marketing back then, some sort of weird marketing drug. Gotcha. I, ble- I, I bet it was Surge Cola that's indoctrinated all of us. Yeah, I believe it. So, speaking of indoctrination, you want to talk about this movie? <laughs> yeah, I really don't either because I'm, I'm very upset with myself for having suggested this to you as your replacement <laughs> for the movie that we were going to watch. So we were going to watch the movie two hearts, but it's no longer on any streaming service. So that being the case, we replaced it with this and I have got to imagine that the movie two hearts is better than this. You know, you, you say that, but if we ever get the chance to watch two hearts, I'm wondering if we're going to be like, Oh my God, the moment it comes back on streaming, it's going on. Oh yeah. Next. I, I you know, I'm telling you right now, that if it pops back up, that's my movie for the week. Just so that we can get it out of the way. No, it's my movie for the week. We'll Fine, watch, it we're twice. watch it twice. <laughs> yeah, because it's two hearts. We are funny. Well, are you I can't watch- believe more people don't tune into us. <laughs> <laughs> I got a really important question for you, though. Are we going to watch two hearts at your place or mine? Oh, my God. And why don't you go ahead and make the joke one more time? It's so good every time. You, you know I'm going to. It's... 
This week, we watched 2023's Your Place or Mine on Netflix, rated PG-13. Two lives, two cities, one last chance. <laughs> Starring... <laughs> Starring, in quotation marks, Reese Witherspoon as Debbie, Ashton Kutcher as Peter, Zoe Chow as Minka, Jesse Williams as Theo, Wesley Kimmel as Jack, Tignataro as Alicia, and Steve Zahn as Zen. Debbie and Peter hooked up one night after a poker game and became best friends after that. 20 years later, Debbie is an accountant and a single mom who lives in L.A., and Peter is a free-spirited marketing executive who lives in New York, but they're still best friends and talk every day. One week, Debbie goes to New York to take a class she needs she needs to for her college degree, while Peter flies to L.A. to watch her son, Jack. Peter tries to be the cool role model for Jack, while Debbie meets one of Peter's old girlfriends, Minka. Minka reveals that Peter wrote a book that he never told Debbie about, and she hands it over to a publisher, Theo, who she also has a one-night stand with. Eventually, Debbie discovers an envelope of memorabilia that Peter kept and realizes Peter is in love with her. Peter comes to the same conclusion about Debbie. They shout at each other in an airport and then make out. Things work out happily ever after. Leia Greenblatt of Entertainment Weekly gave the movie a C, saying everyone here, the actors, the audience, the genre, deserves better. User uh, Tarmer1 on IMDb gave this movie 5 out of 10 stars, saying the most average rom-com possible Hallmark films have more life and originality. user Albert R on Rotten Tomatoes gave this movie half a star saying if a zero was possible, this movie would get it. I feel like whoever wrote this movie just doesn't know how people have a conversation. Every conversation between two characters in this movie is just so stilted, awkward and boring. In terms of positive reviews, Rachel Eichmann from the Mary Sue gave the movie three out of five saying not everyone could carry a movie where the core of your romance happens over a phone conversation and not in actual scenes together. And yet Witherspoon and Kutcher mastered it. And I think she's being very kind because I would not say there was any masterful acting in this movie. This was a dumpster fire. I cannot believe how boring and cliche this fucking movie was. I, I thought maybe I was missing something. And so I actually started it over after about 10 minutes or so. I started over because I was like, did I, maybe I just missed details that I'm supposed to be looking for something. Nope. It's just not there. I, from the get-go was irritated by this movie and it did nothing to redeem itself. Mm. There were, I, I'm trying to remember there was a joke or two in the middle of the movie that made me laugh, but I can't remember where they were like what exactly was happening. But yeah, yeah man, I can ahead. tell you right now I'm looking through my notes and like, I don't remember. Oh, maybe this, this was it for you. But when Zen's rubbing his, his junk on the window, no, that wasn't it. It was later in the movie than that. Okay. I just, I can't remember. I didn't write it down like an idiot, but there was something in the movie towards the, the middle of the movie that made me laugh. And I, I thought that was the best, the best that this movie was going to do. And I was right. Um, I kind of want to just go through this like an issue at a time. So if you can't tell from the get go, this is a do not watch for me, not a shock. It's a rom-com, which is already not something I'm into, but also this one specifically has a lot of issues. I, I counted like seven or eight montages and I never knew that I hated montages until we watched California Christmas, a future episode. And I realized how much of that movie was just, random ass montage this is the same thing i think i messaged you and said no one will be or no hearts will be unswelled during the both characters lay down to go to sleep montage 
it is it's cool that everybody knows how to use a montage. You don't have to montage mundane things. Yeah. I don't need to see Peter making a sandwich. I don't need to see Reese Witherspoon going to class. It doesn't interest me in the slightest. I I assume time passes at a normal rate in movies. It's yeah, also weird to use montages for a week. It's not like they were apart for like six months. She didn't go to the fucking moon. Mm-hmm. You know, like they, they were three hours away from each other for a week. Were they three hours away? Yeah, LA and New York. Or I LA. guess three hour time difference, not three hour driving distance. Okay, I was I was about to say, I was like, I don't recall New York being that close to LA. God, get a map. I bet you use a globe too. Oh, you got me. Yeah, uh, I will disagree with anybody who says the actors here have chemistry because uh, I felt none of it. I don't know about you. So, are you okay with me getting into my biggest issue with this movie? Yeah, go for it. All right. So, first off, fuck going ahead and making Reese Witherspoon and Ashton Kutcher get together. When you go ahead and show me that, you know, Reese Witherspoon gets with Jesse Williams, which, by the way, they had more connection. And due to the fact that they were you know, actually romantic and they liked each other. They had same, like they actually liked the same shit and they weren't mm-hmm. fucking lying about it. Fucking write, write me a goddamn romance. Sorry. Right? Got, write me a romance where instead of going ahead and having like the two characters that you see in the first three minutes of the movie end up together after they had sex once. All right. You know what? Have it so that you go ahead and lead me up thinking that like Ashton Kutcher and Reese Witherspoon are supposed to end up together because Reese Witherspoon has a shit ton. I'm sorry. Ashton Kutcher has a shit ton of, memorabilia from Reese Witherspoon that he's kept hidden in his little fucking jerk off bag and then have Reese Witherspoon go, I I love you as a friend, but Theo, AKA Jesse Williams, he admitted that he liked me. He was honest. He was open. He was gave me, Oh my God. Sorry. I'm getting angry. So yeah, no, write Write me a, one of these sort of hallmark bullshit, you know, rom-coms and then have it so that the main female character doesn't end up with the boy that she went to high school with. People don't end up married to their high school romance years after they all move across the goddamn country. You don't go ahead and move to New York and then come back to LA to go ahead and find your, you know, high school romance. Although Greg did come find me. Although we didn't go to high school together. (laughs) It would be very strange if we went to high school together due to the age gap. It would either mean you are a genius or I am not that smart. And I think <laughs> one of those is much more likely than the other, but I don't want to explore that possibility. <laughs> so, yeah, I was angry about that because I thought that Debbie and Theo should have ended up together. And I think that would have been a more interesting rom-com. Yeah, but as was pointed out to me not too long ago, it has to have a happy ending. And that's yeah, it has to have our happy, happy ending. ending. And so, again formulaic in the negative way. We talked about this a little bit with peanut butter Falcon last week, but if you're going to be formulaic or no, it wasn't with peanut butter Falcon. So a uh, different episode. I keep referencing episodes we haven't put out yet, but yeah, I think the episode that you were talking about was, was either metal Lords, metal Lords or yeah. what it was metal Lords. Cause yeah. we were, we were talking about the formulaic nature of teen movies, but yeah. this is one of those that does not exceed the formula. So I think if I had to guess at what the actors and directors were going for here, maybe not the actors, the writers and directors were going for here. This is the idea was that, oh, it's quirky and unique because we're going to use cell phones a lot of the time. They're going to have their whole relationship long distance, which could be something interesting, but it's not mm-hmm. what we got. We got a really boy and man. So I don't even know where to start with this. 
So from the get-go, the character of Debbie and Jack and Minka and to a certain extent, Peter bugged the shit out of me because they represent something that I like to call a quirk fest. This is a trend I've noticed in movies over the last like five years or so. But it seems like if you are not making an action movie or a horror movie, and so you're, you are movies that are supposed to be more character centric, more dialogue driven. It is now commonplace to give characters just a truckload of fucking quirk and snark. And apparently that is just supposed to make us all believe that these are real people when each and every single one of them doesn't act like any person I've ever met. And I'm not saying I've met all the people or that there aren't some people out there like that. But for these characters to be relatable, I don't need to hear about how Jack has a thousand allergies that never comes up, never comes up. Mm-hmm. It's not even remotely important. They could have just told us that he is allergic to all nuts. But instead, we had to have seen where he listed out every nut that this kid was allergic to as if it was, oh, this kid's such a burden. And Ashton Kutcher's such a good guy for wanting to be there for his best friend and take this kid on. Mm-hmm. We we found out 73 times that Peter only listens to the cars because his dad and the cars and cars and dad and radio and blah, blah, blah. And they play the same three fucking car song throughout the whole movie because there's not that many cars singles that people know. So, yeah, and then I think Minka could have referred to herself as a millennial a few more times, but I'm, you know, she had to add like seven or eight extra little quirks. I will say that Zoe Chow did the best job of anybody in this movie, maybe Jesse Williams as well. But yeah, these people were all just fucking buckets of quirk with no actual personality with them. Tignataro is guilty here as well. Alicia was basically just a a stone-faced quirk machine. Steve Zahn was literally quirk the whole time. It it's just they just added this pastiche layered like overload of quirk so that we would think that these are somehow realistic characters. Oh, look at them. I know somebody like that, too. But other than Debbie, to a certain extent, and Peter, to a very certain extent, we don't learn shit about what these characters want, do how they think. We learn that Debbie is prepared and Peter is a free spirit. That's it. Every other character is literally like just a bunch of characteristics. Yeah. Well, and I know. I know not people. Only, go ahead. Not only that, they also like hamper home that like Debbie isn't the person that Peter remembers. Like over the years, she's been hampered down. Which guys, guess what? When you get left alone to raise a child, it happens where you end up losing yourself, and you have to go ahead and become someone that has to get a job to keep the kid alive. Yeah, I don't know if and, I'm wrong on that or not? But, well, no. I mean, I think that's. <laughs> I think most people think that way. I should probably keep my child alive. But yeah, I'm sure that there are people out there who will tell me that, oh, well, no, like all these little personality traits reveal something about their character. But I would argue that they don't. And it it drives me insane. It's one of my biggest problem with a, a lot of movies that have this formula recently. You can actually look back at the clapper and there's like a little bit of it in there with I can't even remember the female name. Like. Fuck, I don't remember the actress or the character's name, but either way, she had a little bit of that going on. You can see it in stuff like 500 Days of Summer. But yeah, this is this is a movie that overloads its character with Quirk. It's the user that I read earlier who said, I feel like whoever wrote this movie just doesn't know how to have a conversation. That's absolutely correct. None of these characters talk like human beings. They talk in some sort of weird, stilted way where they're halfway explaining their, their at-the-moment motivations and also trying to make a joke. I didn't see 
besides like the one time I laughed, which I can't remember was that much of anything in the way of comedy in this and the romance, no chemistry. I've Debbie and Peter felt like they should have just been strangers. Yeah. Uh, like I said, and you know, I, I get what you, you were saying about how they need to have a happy ending. Guess what? You can make a fucking happy ending by having Debbie end up with Theo. No, Richard, because then the hot boy, the hottest boy doesn't end up with the hottest girl. Plus, they liked each other for a long time. You know what? Ashton Kutcher had his time on that 70s show. Go ahead and let Reese Witherspoon and, and Theo get together. I want to see that. That's what I want. That's why I'm angry about this movie. They let I, me, they let me restrain. I liked Theo a lot more than I liked Peter overall as well. I get, I get what they're going for. The idea mm-hmm. of yeah, your, you know, long, long-term friend might be your secret lover, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. You're the secret love of your life. The tagline of this movie doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. The two lives, two cities, one last chance, because neither one of them is dying. And so yeah. I don't know why it's one last chance. It's not like, it's, <laughs> Peter's not like, well, I better go see Debbie before I go to Mars. Like, that's not what's happening here. So when I read that, I laughed. That that might have been what I was thinking of because I was like, Jesus Christ, dramatic much. Mm-hmm. But this is this is a really good example of what I think is wrong with most rom-coms now. There, there is – they added a bunch of frill to a story that didn't have enough to support it. Minka, Minka could be a fun character, a funner character. She was probably the best part of this movie, her and Jack. And it's, if you've heard me on this show, you know, it's very rare that I will praise the child character, but Minka and Jack were the best parts of this movie. They drove the film the best. Everybody else kind of dragged it down. And instead of having somebody step back and ask, okay, is this good? Like, what do we have here? Is this working? They just kept adding characters for these people to interact with the, Mm -hmm. the two guys that Peter was talking to right in the beginning, who he was ending their consultancy or he was ending his consultancy with them. He, you know, them being like, I don't think I like you anymore. Oh, look at this. A quirky little businessman, you know? And it's, it's loaded like that throughout the movie. The, all the parents at the the hockey place, like everybody, the the doctor being like, oh, you better take her inside, you know that sort of stuff. It's everybody had some sort of like little like, oops, we're we're quippy, we're quirky, and it just drove me fucking bananas. Yeah, I will say that I wanted to like Steve Zahn, and I started by liking Steve Zahn's character. I thought he was funny, but they kept bringing him up just over and over and over. He kept being there, and I was just like, okay, dude. We get it. You're the weird guy from next door who gardens. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm surprised that Peter didn't ask more questions when he was like, oh, no, I have a gardener for my stuff. I just come over here and help her. I, I was That's when I was like, oh, so you want a banger? And then when he said like, oh, yeah, you know, friends with benefits, I was like, oh, OK. So I was right. Yeah. Now, I will say yeah. I messaged you my predictions for the end of this movie and I was wrong. <laughs> I'll be the first to admit it. I thought this was going to be a whole thing where they couldn't figure out how to decide whether to live in New York or L.A. because, you know, the title. And so I thought they were going to move to Chicago because that's it's not quite in the middle, but <laughs> kind of. And then I thought that the kid was going to be Peter's kid from whenever. But then they said that they hadn't hooked up in 20 years. So I was like, well, that kid ain't 20. So there goes that mm-hmm. idea. I don't remember what the third prediction I made was, but I think it was that maybe I was going to jump out of a window and just take my own life. And, you know, <laughs> it's still time. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I uh, I have to say that I was predicting for a minute there that it was going to be Peter and Debbie's kid. And then, yeah, it was like they haven't hooked up in 20 years. It's like that kid's not 20 years old. So that 
maybe didn't happen unless she's she saved something. <laughs> I really hope she didn't save something. Yeah, By the way, I, I have to I have to say to you right here, right now, I didn't realize I was angry about this movie until I, I opened my mouth. <laughs> okay. Because I, I honestly, I, I was planning on coming in here and going, you know, it's a rom-com. If you like rom-coms, go ahead and watch it. But then I, I listened to myself talk. I'm like, oh, I'm angry about this movie. I think my issue is, is that rom-coms don't tend to break away from the mold that they're in. And when they break away from the mold, they do too much or not enough. Yeah. And so I, I wouldn't just scrolled up right now. That actually was my second prediction, not my third was, but it was that this was going to be a straight wannabe of when Harry met Sally. I was reading a different review. I believe it was on variety. And they actually pointed out, this is much more like sleepless in Seattle where they fall in love over the radio. But like what you said, there, this movie is trying to kind of steal from that formula and it doesn't do enough. It doesn't do enough to make it interesting. And it goes back to what I was talking about. They just added a bunch of quirks to a character and then they made it so that, you know, that is what we're supposed to take away. Instead of making the movie interesting, like writing a, a different plot, writing something challenging, they just made these characters talk like a mix between Seinfeld and I almost said modern family, family guy. And we're supposed to now just be like, oh, and it's hilarious and heartwarming. It's, it mm-hmm. just doesn't work. Also, yeah. little minor nitpick. I'm sorry. I don't think hockey's that popular in LA. Like, I'm just throwing it out there. I don't think there's that many. Like, so it does look like, I think I said to you that there are no public school hockey teams mm-hmm. in LA, which is probably true. I didn't go look into it, but it looks like they're actually going to a private hockey club, which that I buy. But then that also, those are expensive and we get the sense that Debbie don't have cash. So yeah. it's, I don't know. It's all very strange to me. Yeah, it, it really is. And I, I jokingly told you that Peter Griffin went ahead and bought the, uh, the hockey team. Uh, <laughs> And I just, I, I don't know. I could see from the character that we got for Peter that he would literally just buy Jack a, a hockey team. I feel like he would have done that. Yeah, maybe. I don't but, know how. I don't know how rich he's supposed to be. I, I know ad people make a lot of money, and he's yeah. clearly very good at it. But I just, I didn't get the sense that like he was mega wealthy. Just oh, I'm, wealthier I'm not saying, than Debbie. I'm not saying that he's going to buy him good hockey team he might just go ahead and buy a bunch of people that are over near the 7-eleven and have them go ahead and <laughs> congratulations jack you're on the hockey team <laughs> like when but, captain hook in hook makes yeah. all the pirates play baseball yeah exactly or like when the new batman back in twilight days made all the vampires play baseball <laughs> <laughs> you you just you know keep bringing up the baseball aspects of movies i like it i think it's or, a good like when the Sandlot plays baseball. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Now we're three for three. Bring it on home. Home run. Let's go. Uh, or like when in Field of Dreams, he built it and they came. <laughs> uh, I, I do have to say that I kind of wish that like one of these rom-coms that we watch would go ahead and, and take the aspect of like the two main characters that were given and start leading us down the, the route of like, oh, they could end up together or they should end up together or they might end up together and then just break away from the mold and have them end up with someone else. You can See, still make that a happy ending. So this is where my mind goes because I am not not a big fan of the conventional happy ending anyway. This is what I want to see. I want to see a story of two people who are clearly not right for each other. They are mm-hmm. fucked up. They do not mesh well together. I want to see that story told where they end up together anyway for whatever reason. I'm not a good enough writer to tell you what exactly the reason is money, etc. But 
I want to see a rom-com that is about two people who should not be together end up together because, and I don't want it to be like, Oh, it looks like they're not right. But in the end they are, because I've seen that movie like half a dozen times. Mm -hmm. I want them, want it to be clear from the get go. There is nothing keeping these people together except for whatever the extenuating circumstances. And I'd watch that. I don't know. Part of me thinks we don't tell enough tragedies in society today, but part of me also thinks that maybe society has enough tragedies, so we don't need any more. But that's where that's where my brain goes. On the flip side of that, if you ever get a chance on, I believe it's probably on Hulu still, but there's a show called You're the Worst. It is kind of what I just described. I realized as I was talking about it, but it's about two people who are fucking terrible at being in a relationship, being together. And these two people are truly awful in their own ways without being completely unlikable. I will put that on the list. I can't say enough negative things about this movie, so I'm actually just going to stop. I really had a hard time finding a lot of positives to say mm-hmm. about it. I, Like I said, I can't agree that there's any chemistry. I can't agree that the plot is interesting. I don't even think the way that they filmed it is particularly interesting. I think, like I said, Minka and Jack do the best jobs, and I found Minka a little bit annoying, and I generally don't like kids, so kids in movies is just not... And I know some of you are thinking like, oh, the guy who doesn't like kids made the kid punching gift from last week. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> I should <laughs> I should make a clip of Jack getting smacked into the wall during hockey. <laughs> I'd have to hope that scene is somewhere. I can't go just record that off of Netflix. Anyway, I don't recommend this movie. I think I just said Sleepless in Seattle like five minutes ago. And so I, I would recommend that more than this. Honestly, of the two Netflix romances we've watched, I'd recommend Falling in Love. I like that movie a little bit better than this. I... I don't know. It's hard for me to say any other movies that would be like just every other romance I imagine would be better than this. I think this is as bad as the clapper in terms of just, it didn't really land where it wanted to land. The comedy fell flat and the romance didn't feel real. And so go listen to our episode on the clapper, I guess, but also don't watch this. Don't just, there's it's what 90 minutes or is it? No, it's two hours. And I, I think you could get, two hours of your life back. I mean, honestly, reading web comics, you'll probably find more romance and love over the course of two hours than you would reading, like watching this movie. Mm-hmm. So I know I've been hampering on Jesse Williams, but that's partially because we've been watching only murders in the, in the building and he's in there. So in about a month, I'll be able to go ahead and say whether or not I like his acting style or not. Cause he really didn't act in this movie because he was just there to be the eye candy. Mm-hmm. When it comes to this movie, I think that Falling in Love was a nothing movie to me, so I wouldn't even suggest that one. But if you want an emotional reaction, that might be anger, like what I had. Or, like, I talked to my wife, and something that she pointed out, she enjoyed this movie, but one thing she hated about this movie is the second chance movies. The ones where it's like, you had the chance to be with that person, and then you fumbled the bag or something, you know, broke you guys up. And then years down the road, you guys meet up and you guys end up together again. So, I mean, if you're into that sort of thing that, you know, maybe then, but, uh, I, I did not realize that I hated this movie until my rage came out. So if you want a movie that might cause you anger, your place or mine, I am not asking you to come to my place and I'm not asking to come to yours. Otherwise don't, don't watch this movie. And that's my opinion. Don't watch Falling in Love either. <laughs> I think if you'd pick between the two, I'd pick Falling in Love every time. 
Yeah, because, you know, it enters your mind and leaves it just as fast. So, Well, I mean, there's also a cute goat in that one. This had no such oh, redeeming... A goat! Yeah. yeah, never mind, I changed that. Go go watch Falling in Love just for the goat. Yeah. The goat that's was the cool. only actor in the... Actor, actress, whatever. Doesn't matter. They're the only yeah. character in that movie that's worth watching. Yeah, so I finally remembered what made me laugh. It's when she goes to see Theo at his publishing business, and she goes, I have to tinkle. And he's like, oh, yeah, the tinkling happens over there. That made me chuckle because pee-pee jokes are very funny to me. So, <laughs> But he also seemed, like, surprised, and I feel like I would have reacted the same way if somebody was like, I just really need to tinkle. I'd be like, the tinkle palace is that way. <laughs> I, could hear, I could hear your wife going, are you five? <laughs> That is a distinct possibility. <laughs> also, side note, well, not side note, but attached to this, since I, I've got therapy coming up, I'm definitely bringing this up with my therapist. Be like, why was I so angry about this movie? And you're going to be like, because you're secretly in love with Ashton Kutcher. Apparently. Also, this is just me. I guess I don't keep up with how celebrities look, but the last time I saw Ashton Kutcher was in The Butterfly Effect. And, oh, I guess maybe in that 90s show. I think he's in there for like a minute. But... He looks way different in this movie, and it surprised me. I was like, is that – like, it took me a, a few minutes to place him. I was like, oh, Ashton Kutcher. Like, I finally realized that. I was like, he looks different. He's not a, a little ragged, a little. Yeah, it's not like a knock on him. I don't have a problem with the way he looks. It just it, – it surprised me. It's not what I was expecting. Yeah, I mean, considering, like, I've grown up watching him for years, I wasn't anticipating seeing him, like, if – I don't know. He was showing some really defined wrinkles, which I was really, I mean, how old is Ashton Kutcher? I have no idea, but I know I'm like 98% sure anyway, he helps like save people from human trafficking and stuff like that. So I think he can be forgiven for looking however the fuck you want. Yeah, no, no, that's fine. <laughs> I, I don't have an issue. Oh, he's 45. Okay. I mean, I, I don't have a problem with how he looks. It's just, I, I was surprised. That's all I'm getting at. Yeah. Yeah, it's fair. All right. Well, we've been streaming Wasteland. Do we? This was your place or mine on Netflix. Our overwhelming recommendation is do not watch. You can find us on X. You can find us on Threads. You can find us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. You can find us wherever podcasts are available. Spotify, Amazon, iTunes, you name it. There's a few websites I never even heard of our podcast is on there. Check us out next week. If you like the show, please remember to follow us, download an episode if you want. And leave us a leave us a comment. Tell us something. T- tell us what rom com you like, or what rom com fills you with Ringo style rage. <laughs> and on that note, we are out of here. Say goodbye, Ringo. Bye, Ringo.